plagued by reboots, haunted by sequels, dominated by the same old shit. Get ready for an original podcast that will gouge out your eyeballs and skull fuck you. Starring Ginger Josh, Adam the Hair, and introducing the immortal Frank. Hold on to your butts. It's the Game Rage Movies TV Podcast. Yep, that's right. You heard it here first. We now have a movies and TV podcast in addition to the many of podcasts that we fucking already have. As always, from all the other podcasts, my name is Josh, and I will be one of your hosts. I'm here today with Adam. Howdy. And we, just just to kind of give a brief overview of what this podcast is going to be about, in case you didn't fucking understand or didn't get it, this is going to be about movies and TV, uh, or or entertain and that kind of entertainment, film, TV shows, fuck, Netflix, whatever you want to call them. That's the kind of shit that we're going to talk about on this podcast. Uh, podcast so we have i i think we have a star studded lineup for this first fucking episode of things we're going to talk about fuck yeah we do i'm excited yeah I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it but before we get into that before we well i'll just tell you right now what's on the docket for tonight we've got what's that uh, death and ramen it's yes. a short Starring Bobby Lee. We're going to talk about that. And then essentially the main event. Gojuda minus one. Which, oh, yeah. Which which Adam and I just went and saw. We literally yeah. just came back. Fresh from the off theater. the press. Hot off the fucking press. We just saw that movie. And before we get into all that, though, I hadn't been to the movies in a little while. It had been maybe, I don't know, three months, four months, maybe, maybe longer than that since I've been to the movies. And I just wanted to talk about theater etiquette because let jesus fucking christ let me tell you we went to the movie theater and i specifically picked the final showing of the night so that we could hopefully be alone and we were at the extended period and it was great because it did it did trick us though because i was looking on fandango the whole day i'm like oh man nobody's buying tickets oh this is gonna be we're the only two tickets we're the only two seats this is gonna be fucking awesome it's just gonna be us we can yell we can do whatever it's gonna be great so we're getting in there. We get in there a little early. Fucking sit down, and the lights dim, and the preview, the little commercial start, and some fucking people walk in. Okay, now we were at a movie theater. I don't know how it is everywhere throughout the country, but I think the standard is that you pick your own seats. Now you pick your seat when you buy it. You're like buying a specific seat. You're not. It's not free for all like it used to be. And so, I, in terms of this portion of the etiquette. <laughs> theater etiquette topic i fucking if you if you go to the movies and you buy a ticket and there's only two seats that are taken in the entire theater don't fucking sit in the same fucking row as me better yet well i will say don't fucking a sit next to me dude i don't understand fucking yeah keep going and b sit in a different fucking row because we're sitting there and and we were i was so excited and then oh what happens these people walk in and it's like it's two, it's two two guys it's like an older dude and a younger dude and I, oh it's probably like a father and son type deal that's cool so 
they come and and they walk right in and I see them come into the same row and I'm I'm just I just said fuck what are you doing what do you, you better stop you better be those last two seats because I'm right in the fucking middle and you better be the last two seats on this this row or we're gonna have a problem and so what happens they come all the way to the fucking middle and they literally sit right fucking next to me yeah i couldn't and, believe that i couldn't fucking believe and that dude. i just i just looked and i said i can't believe this is fucking happening right now and then he goes and says oh yeah it's these four fucking seats right here jesus christ you're gonna have a group of four fucking people and and you you've <laughs> You're going to sit right next to the only people that at the time that they purchased the tickets, we were the only two tickets sold. And you're going to sit right next to the only two months. You had this entire open theater and you're going to sit in the four fucking seats next to me in your assigned seats, dude, when there was at least nine other rows. Oh, there was probably 12 other rows that you could have you could have sat in. Hell, there were five other seats they could have sat in. Far away from me where there could have been three or four seats in between us. <laughs> yeah. And they could have just done that. But no. So then I I said, okay, that this that's I guess this isn't maybe I'm just over exaggerating. And then the guy's the guy next to me has to fucking talk to me. He turns and he looks and he says, Hey, are you using this cup holder? The one that's the, in between the two of us. Yeah. And I looked over there and his cup holder on the other side was empty so why the fuck do you need to ask me if you're gonna use to use this one now i i had a drink and it was in the left cup the one this was to the right of me this was in the left cup holder so i just you know i i yeah i guess man i mean i'm not using it so i guess i i can't uh, we're sharing a cup holder now, which I was assuming I was going to be by myself here. But this wouldn't be a problem if the motherfucker picked another row to sit in, or just picked, <laughs> or just left, or just left one seat in between us. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how easy this problem could have been solved. Yeah, you just leave a single seat between us, and then you still have six other seats on the other side of the aisle. Yeah, that you could have sat in, or that could have been open, so you didn't have to be right on the edge of the of the of the aisle or whatever. So. I just say, okay, I guess I'll just, I guess I'll just fucking deal with this. So then I ended up just moving over two seats and then just said, all right, now I don't got to worry about it. This is fine. I don't have to hear this. I don't have to worry about bumping this guy's drink or him touching my arm or fuck Christ. We have this whole theater and I got to worry now about some asshole touching me by accident. Fucking a. So I thought it was over. I thought it was done. Then during the commercials because now they play regular television commercials in front of movies so there was this m&ms commercial with a mime and this guy it's so stupid campy m&m commercials that are not funny they're they're just dumb if for people that haven't seen them and then he's sitting there okay yeah i'm two seats now between us and he audibly laughs at the m&m commercial and and that's when I knew this is not going to be a good time. This is going to be a bad time. And so I thought, man, it really cannot get any worse than this. This has to be the worst fucking possible thing. I'm sitting next to some assholes that couldn't respect personal space. And then also, additionally, now are laughing at dumb shit. <laughs> so I thought this has to be the worst fucking thing. I, it just slowly went from good to bad. And that's that's not even as bad as it got. Because guess what? To continue on with the theater etiquette, 
I'm okay with laughing and, and, and stuff like that at appropriate moments. Okay, that's always acceptable. That's fine. Even though this guy's laughing at the dumb shit, still technically it's an acceptable moment to audibly laugh. So then these four other motherfuckers come in. Loud. From the get-go, dude. You could fucking hear them walking oh, in, dude. It, it, it already sounded like a bad time because, yes, they, they were quite, they were making quite the ruckus walking yeah. in. And then <laughs> I was sitting, okay, so the, the uh, I was sitting in the second to last row and they had anywhere to fucking sit. And they chose, once again, they yeah. chose to fucking sit in their assigned seating. And I was sitting in their seats and they're like, oh, yeah, they're the our seats are where this guy just like walked off or whatever. So I ended up like sitting one seat down and then I could feel them like banging their fucking knees against my seat. I'm like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go to the bathroom and make yeah. it look like I had to go pee. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to go fucking sit somewhere else. So I ended up sitting like a row behind you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then sitting off to the far left. I'm like, nobody's going to bother me there. And then one other motherfucker came in that sat in the middle and kind of kind of had a nice little buffer between everybody yeah i probably should have sat there right. instead of peeing but uh yeah dude and then these motherfuckers would just yak off or oh, whatever okay. yeah. so the funny i mean this is kind of funny but also stupid and, and it pisses me off so <clears throat> i don't know if you heard but at, at the beginning of the movie i don't think they realized it was in japanese because the one obnoxious lady yes literally starts talking about Oh, it's China. It's in, it's Chinese. It's Chinaman. And, and and I said no. It's oh, I didn't say anything. But I just thought to myself, wow, you're so stupid that you think these are Chinese people talking Chinese in this film when Godzilla is always been has been and always will be Japanese. Yeah. No, this you can't even. You're so dense. You can't even tell the difference <sighs> between Japanese and Chinese. Yeah. So already I knew they're not here for Godzilla. They're just here because they thought it probably was was cool. Oh, they probably saw Godzilla versus Kong or, you know, those movies. But that's not what this movie was. This wasn't Godzilla versus Kong. This was a legitimate Godzilla film. This wasn't a movie. This was a film. It was Kino. It was peak Kino. And not we'll we'll get into the to the to the film, obviously, later. So then just yapping the whole fucking movie, just saying shit. People are, other people are shushing them, and then they're saying, oh, I gotta be quiet, I gotta talk as loud as I want. Oh. Oh, you're gonna talk as loud as you want. And there's a scene in the movie that we'll talk about, because I thought it was an excellent scene, but it's where things go quiet. Everything goes quiet, and the filmmaking technique that they used that removal of audio for is to is to is to entrench you and to get you to feel a certain feeling so you can feel the gravity palpable yeah the palpable fucking tense or the palpable intensity of the situation and you can feel it because when they cut that audio off and it sounds like everything just went silent you're watching things play out in silence it really fucking makes you focus on the visual aspect of it because you're not processing audio anymore Mm. and so of course the second it goes quiet. Hey, why did it go quiet? Did the sound go off? Or some dumb shit like that they were saying. So, again, movie etiquette. If you're going to the movies, 
don't and there's and there's a whole open theater. Don't buy a seat sitting right next to some other asshole. I don't care if it's the seats you want to sit in. Don't do it. That's dumb. I know. I, yeah, and also I know it says assigned seating, right? But at the same token, yeah. if the fucking theater is wide open and nobody's keeping track, anyways, right? Come on, man. Like, do do the good thing and just take whatever row you want and fuck off with your own party and go. Yeah, just do it's, that. Come it's on, not like, hard. please. It's not difficult. It's super easy. And everybody will thank you for it. Everybody will have a better time because of it. Because I don't go to the movies as a social event. I go to watch the fucking movie. I'm not going there to fucking hang out and meet new people and rub elbows with assholes. No, no, that's not why I go to these fucking movies. So, and then additionally, if you can't keep your fucking mouth shut for 90 minutes or two hours or two and a half hours or whatever. Yeah. Then, then don't go to the movie. Wait until it comes out on fucking uh, digital streaming or or whatever medium DVD, Blu-ray, whatever medium you like to enjoy your movies on. You wait until it comes out on that, and you can watch it at home, and you don't have to fucking bother and ruin anybody's time. Yeah, because this with, going to the movies is an experience, in my opinion. Yeah, dude, I didn't want to fucking sit at home watching this goddamn movie because something always happens. You're always like watching a movie, and then yeah. people interrupt or. Into pausing it, it takes right. you out. It takes you out of your suspension of disbelief. Yeah, yeah, it sinks you into uh, another another reality. Right, so that's why you go to the theater so you can enjoy it in the appropriate form that it was supposed to be observed. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm sure. And then also, I mean, we did see that they brought back the movie pass, so it's twenty one ninety nine a month. You get to see as many fucking movies as you want. So now that we're doing a movie podcast, we're we're looking at, hey, maybe we should start going to see these in the theaters and just paying the 21 bucks a month because that is the other thing. It's $18 a fucking ticket now to go see a movie. It's not fucking cheap. So I would recommend that people, if you want to go see movies, go fucking get that 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 movie pass or whatever. Cause it's 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 basically it's basically the same price as Netflix is now, maybe even a little couple dollars cheaper. So and you get to go see the movies in the way that they were intended to be viewed, which is on the big giant screen with all the big ass speakers and in in, a, in the theater environment. So anyway, uh, I guess that wraps up my rant on fucking movie theater etiquette. And I'm sure we will have more movie theater etiquette. This will become a regular segment, I believe, since we're going to be going to the movies, because I'm sure people are going to do dumb shit every single time we go. And uh, I'm sure this will turn into a regular segment. <laughs> Unbelievable, about. dude. It's like behavior you expect from a child, man. Yeah. But from grown ass fucking adults. It's it's ridiculous. Nonetheless. I mean, is this the point in which we 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 will be starting the review of Gojira minus 1? I mean, we can we can segue right into that or did you want to do uh the death and ramen first? Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I kind of feel like God. I kind of feel like Godzilla. Why, why, why the, we're still hot? Why we're still hot? Yeah, I kind of feel like we're here. We might as well. And then we'll talk about Death and Ramen afterwards. Okay. All right. So we'll get to uh, main uh, WrestleMania Night One main event. Fucking uh, is now been moved to the beginning of the fucking show. All right. <laughs> yeah. So <coughs> Godzilla minus one. I had talked to people about this movie. People that I know that are fans of Godzilla, and I'm a fan. I love Godzilla shit. I just love the kaiju shit. I love all that. Yeah. And I love the original, the older, all the dude in the suit 
and he's and he's uh destroying small cardboard buildings uh you know that i would love to make a movie like a similar to that i guess but anyways i love those movies they're fucking great this this movie kind of i felt it recaptured the menacing of godzilla because i feel like godzilla's been turned into a good guy lately he's been a hero he's been the, he's been the the i don't know the the, 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 he's been the fa- the baby face for lack of a better the, term the protector of earth the, right the, the, guard, uh, the, the guardian of earth you yeah. know of, of of all of its inhabitants and to ensure a safe and equitable environment for all, all living beings uh, regardless of their intellect or what have you so this movie was not that this this movie it was in japanese it was made in japan this movie was godzilla as the bad guy as the heel the fucking doesn't give a shit as what did, what, how did you say uh, I'm a Godzilla guy you know just fucking I'm a, I'm a big kaiju guy yeah I'm a big kaiju guy just fucking just killing everything and it was fucking amazing I guess I guess we could probably give it a, a number score we'll maybe at the right end now? of this no I mean oh, okay. at the end of the, at right, the end of the thing right. we'll give it the score after we yeah. talk about it so the movie starts out and this, oh, by the way, these are not going to be spoiler free. These are going to have, this is spoilers. So if you, if you don't, if you haven't seen it and you want to see it without having any plot points revealed, I would uh, suggest that you maybe just skip this episode or, or see or the movie and then come back. See the movie, pause it, go watch the movie, come back, or just skip through until we talk about Death and Ramen. And then whenever you get around to seeing the movie, you can come back and listen to this fucking the Godzilla portion. I also have another recommendation for the future yeah we put we need to start putting timestamps on our podcasts our oh, topics mean, oh okay that's actually not a bad idea we got we got to include it in the summaries of the episodes and stuff so yeah uh yeah that's a good should, that's a good idea so we'll have to keep track of that yeah all right for starting in the next episode because uh i think we already <laughs> fucked it up now but and i'm not going back but mm, i'd say it's like somewhere around the 15-ish minute mark. Ah, maybe I'll do it for this one. Fuck it. Yeah. I guess I'll put them in. All right. So anyway, so going forward for all the podcasts, you'll see timestamps for the topics. So you can go back. I don't know what the timestamp is now, but you can just go back and you'll figure it out. You can just read the thing. You, you know what to do. You're not You're not dumb. So you're, you're, not like, you're not like the theater people yeah. that we ran into. Yeah. You're not like the theater bush people that fucking <laughs> came from the wilds of the theater. Good Lord, man. With no fucking manners or self-awareness whatsoever. Thank God. Godzilla was fucking out of this world oh, good. It was. Uh, so that my experience was not fucking ruined by these people. But yeah. anyways, continue but anyways, with so, okay. so yeah, so the movie, <coughs> it starts off, which they fucking kind of got me a little bit. I did not expect it to start off hot off the gates. You got this, this it's during World War II, obviously. It's right towards the end. You got this fighter... Japanese fighter that's flying in. It lands on this little island in this shitty ass airfield. And I will tell you, man, that fucking bomb that was at the bottom of the plane and the the ground is is potholed and and all fucked. I thought that I was like, oh, this this guy, this guy's dead. It's gonna just blow up. But it doesn't. He lands safely and um basically he uh gets out, he's talking to the guys. He was a suicide or a kamikaze pilot, and he claimed that, oh, man, my engines are fucked up or something's wrong with my plane. So they're, like, trying to figure it out, and they can't, you know, figure out what's wrong with it. So they're like, oh, all right, whatever. Well, well, 
yeah uh before i don't yeah. want to uh let me quickly interject so we can introduce the two characters oh that that's were, right yeah the names yeah. uh yeah so we have the main protagonist whose name is shikishima yeah shikishima who's, there we who's go. the kamikaze pilot that uh went out on this mission and was too terrified to actually go on a suicidal mission yeah uh and then his uh i think this guy was a, a technician right yeah yeah he, he was a mechanic and his name was tajibana and yeah yeah go ahead yeah so so anyways so tajibana's like the leader of uh, he's the guy in charge of this mechanic crew that's on this island so he kind of, I he kind of realizes what's up. He kind of realizes, ah, this guy fucking, he bitched out. He couldn't do it. So, eh, you know, whatever. We'll just, we'll figure it out. So they're, they go to sleep or whatever. They're doing their thing, and then all of a sudden, Godzilla comes in, and it's small Godzilla. It's like a T Rex sized Godzilla. Still terrifying. Terrifying as fuck, especially to these dudes that are literally living in a wooden hut made out of palm trees and shit, and. They're on this fucking isolated island, and here comes Godzilla just rolling up. And so they freak the fuck out. They don't know what to do. So they run. They go, they, they go take cover. And so they're in like this trench thing that's covered. It's like a camouflage trench. And so they're all they all got their rifles and they're they're all just, oh, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? So uh what's his name? Tajibana, right? Tajibana tells Sh- wait, what's Shikishima? Shikishima, hey man, get in your plane. You got 20 millimeter cannons would you light this motherfucker up? And so he he says, oh, no, nah, man, I don't think that's going to work. No, oh, come on. This is our only chance or this thing's going to just kill us all. Cool. So he runs to his plane, gets in, has Godzilla in his fucking baby Godzilla, if you will, has him in his fucking sights, the neck and the head just could have lit him up. And then maybe this movie would have never happened. But of course, he doesn't fucking do it. He, 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 he cucks out again. Couldn't kill. Couldn't kamikaze mission himself. Couldn't pull the trigger to kill Godzilla. So then, obviously, it's getting closer to the trench with the other guys, and they're freaking out. So one of them loses his shit, and he fucking shoots Godzilla. Gets a little too hasty. Gets a little too trigger, itchy, itchy trigger finger, and he shoots Godzilla with a rifle, with a basic-ass bolt-action rifle. And all that does is just piss the fuck off out of Godzilla. And so, Yeah, it also highlights his... Uh, impenetrable... Or, his impenetrable skin, and yeah. also, I think at some point... It they flash his healing ability. Oh, we'll get to that because yeah. that was one of the coolest fucking things I've ever seen. Yeah. But so then, anyways, the Godzilla ends up fucking everybody up, kills everyone. The sequences of him eating dudes, stepping on them, whacking with the tail, picking them up with his mouth, not even eating them, and just chucking them. That was fucking terrifying, dude. One thing I got to say about like the cinematography for the movie, there was one shot that was really badass. Like, so you see Godzilla. Okay. The way they portray size in this movie was yeah. so fucking cool. Yeah, like, it was because you get, you get, you see in some shots, I'll say in the future, yeah. like way, way down the road, you see Godzilla at eye level. Like when they're standing on top of buildings, yeah. people are standing on top of buildings. This one, you see him, you're looking up like, oh, fuck. Like, here's a fucking T-Rex dinosaur thing attacking people. So, like, you get to see the magnitude of this fucking behemoth monster oh, yeah. thing. But the the shot that really was badass was when this guy was, like, running and Godzilla scoops him up with his mouth and the camera sweeps with it. Yeah. And he flicks him in the fucking air. I'm like, that was... Uh, 
that was such a cool shot, dude. Like I, yeah, it made, that the, was. It made the death like that much cooler. I suppose. Yeah, it it was it was some cool ass shit. It really, it really fucking not threw me for a loop, but it made the movie that cinematography that they did. That and then the scale too, because pretty much everything at you, when you see Godzilla, mostly except for the scenes at the end with the airplane, you're mostly looking at him from the ground level up. And yeah, there are some wide pan shots and stuff like that, but that really kind of does initiate in your brain. Wow, holy shit! Okay, I know what it's like to be on the ground level and looking up at large skyscraper or not skyscrapers, but large yeah. multi-story buildings and Godzilla is just dwarfing them and and wow that's a big motherfucker right and there. also like this you know it's like your his leg compared to a human yeah um and then even down the road when we get later into the movie they do that shot again but you know Godzilla's size is ginormous oh, by that point yeah. but anyways continue so anyways so then basically <coughs> Godzilla lays them all the waste uh, Shiki, 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 Shikishima. Shikishima and Tajibana they live they're the only two assholes that live they survive and basically Tajibana fucking hates him because he's like dude you could have saved us all you could have killed it right there but no you couldn't you bitched out you're a bitch and then you know obviously now there's there's this tension between the two of them obviously yeah and they get scooped up by uh, I think some kind of naval ship yeah but the movie the movie does a great job of illustrating the disparity in Japan. I think, yeah, yeah. Because th- I think Tachibana says something along the lines of, "He's like, oh, I, he's like, I, I kind of get why you did it. I mean, we already know where this is going. Yeah, as far as the war, you know, World War Two. So it's like there's this, there's a sense of." What, what is it destituteness or what's the pro- destitute? yeah i think that is it's it's a desolation, desolation. That you already you already know that that you lost the war so why are you going to kill yourself in a in, you're you're in a losing battle now so yeah. why are you going to kamikaze yourself for no reason it's literally will be for nothing it'll be in vain because yeah you're not going to win yeah and then it's it's putting into perspective what death meant at that point it was yeah. like the highest honor right to die as a pilot so like this guy thinks he betrayed his country by not dying in the war and by living he is you know living in pain like he's suffering because of the fact yeah god damn fucking dogs losing their minds <laughs> all right fuck off guys anyways all right sorry. yeah so this uh shikishima guy is living in torture basically because he couldn't fulfill his mission so yeah. Uh, that kind of carries us through the point of this guy, uh, Tachibana, who hands him photos of all the members that died so he can feel the weight. It's like, this is your responsibility. This yeah. is where you, this is where, this is your fault. Instead of you dying, we had 10 plus people fucking die. Yeah. And uh, that carries over to the return of this guy to a region. I'm not sure if this is like a prefixture thing or what the fuck it is, but the guy returns home in Ginza, which I think is like maybe a county or something of Tokyo or like, yeah, it's like a suburb of Tokyo. Maybe. Yeah. Who the fuck knows yeah, what it is, I, but, yeah, but this guy basically returns and, and uh, this, <coughs> this woman named Sumiko, who's like her, his neighbor basically informs uh, Shikishima that his fam his family's gone from the fire bombings. Yeah. They're Japan. dead. Which is great because I'm glad they didn't they didn't start with the fire bombings because they really 
highlighted the destruction that Godzilla did. Oh, like yeah. that was the, like you knew going in, you knew that the destruction was going to come from Godzilla's hands. Right. Like, yeah. You, I mean, you see it like you see it uh, when he's walking through his own town and stuff that everything's in rubble. But it's like, don't. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, just you wait. <laughs> just you wait. There will be more to come. Oh, yeah. So what do you. What do you oh, so yeah. So I, I also I thought that was an excellent use of the plot device of Godzilla's destruction because yeah, you're seeing this shit that's all destroyed. It's already, it's already been destroyed. So you're just kind of whatever it's, it's, it's all blown up. It's all, everything's blown up from the bombings, but you didn't get to see the bombings, which is good because what Godzilla does is far more destructive Mm -hmm. than the bomb. I mean, his basically his, his, uh, his heat ray is literally a nuclear explosion. Oh yeah, it is. And so during that time with that, you know, he, he, he's there, he, he, he goes to the market or whatever, and he ends up some ladies running through and she hands him this baby. Yeah. And, and this like, woman's name is Noriko. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck is this? So then he's just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what this. So he's literally, he waits there all day for her to come back. There's dudes are chasing her. Waits her all day. Finally, he gets up and leaves. And then she's she's Noriko is like, hey, what the fuck, man? Like, you're just sitting here all day like an asshole. And he he's like, you were here the whole time. And she says, well, I was waiting for you because obviously they'll recognize me if I come back, dummy. So, yeah, I had to wait until you got up and walked and you just sat there all day. So, yeah, I've been waiting yeah, for yeah. your bitch ass, which already highlights their relationship. It already starts off, you know, in a in a contentious fashion, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And um Again, this movie kind of reiterates the uh, <coughs> the derelictness of Japan itself. That yeah. like people are just kind of trying to figure out what the fuck just happened because I mean they obviously lost World War Two, um, and there's yeah there's a real sense of hopelessness because his his neighbor uh, Sumiko is like I lost three what was it she well she basically lost her family right. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I don't even fucking care. Like, what are you doing here? Like, if you had fu- done your job, maybe we would have. Yeah. We wouldn't have lost this many people. And then. And then uh, the flea market scene or not the flea market, but like the the market scene yeah, happens yeah. and uh, runs into Noriko. So then he's like, all right, well, I'm going to help you guys out. And for the night, you could stay at my place. And, and yeah. Yeah and uh have some soup or whatever and we'll call it a day but uh i think that particular scene was kind of nice because it shows that this guy despite being a coward has noble qualities yeah yeah so uh what what else so yeah so then they they're doing that and then over the course of this they show the bombing or the the nuclear testing at the bikini atoll uh with all the the ships and stuff kind of <clears throat> basically showing oh this is one of the things that mutates Godzilla or does something to you know irradiates the area or whatever and it, that that's kind of why I felt that scene was tossed in there I guess yeah I don't I don't know what it was if that if the testing site was noting that that's what provoked Godzilla yeah or or if it was more that this is what caused I don't know if it was one of those two. Yeah, I, it wasn't directly explained, but I took it as, oh, this was the thing that caused Godzilla. Because we last we saw him, he was he was the T-Rex size. And then mm. the next time we see him in the movie, he's regular Godzilla size. Right. <laughs> so um, 
so then it, it the movie is is going on kind of showing Noriko and Shikishimi Shikishi, wait Shikishima yeah Shikishimi Shikishima Shikishima kind of developing their relationship he's trying to get a job so they can have money so they can feed this kid it's it's revealed that basically Noriko this kid is just a random fuck it's almost a rando baby it's not even hers yeah and so they've kind of been thrust together through circumstances yeah, all out, out of their of, control out of pure chaos like right the, the war itself it's very beautiful because in a time where maybe people uh let me let me think of the phrasing in a time where there's not a lot going on i mean there's like nobody has hope of anything you you're put it you're put in a situation with uh shikishima noriko and as we come to find out the child's name is Akiko. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a little girl. Um, they forge a family and it's like, all right, now I have something. Everybody has something to live for now. <coughs> to yeah. Get, to have this family unit where, I mean, shit, I, yeah. Yeah. And, and so Shikishima's kind of being a bitch because they're... I was I was shipping them in my mind the whole time. This is, I'm like, oh man, they're going to get together. Let's see, let's see this payoff, right? And he's just denying it at every turn, basically. So anyway, he gets this job going on this boat, this little tiny boat that's supposed to be they're going to go out and they're going to basically clear mines. And so he goes on this boat. They, they, they're doing some work. It pays really well. So, you know, he's getting good money for this because it's dangerous. So throughout the time of them doing that obviously there's they're developing the relationship of the boat crew they're developing noriko and and shikishima's shikishima's relationship further it's developing maybe laterally because it's not moving forward because they're but they're basically a married couple yeah they do they're doing all the married couple shit and there's even a sequence when when they're all together and she basically makes this or one of them one of the boat crew guys makes a comment about her or about him, or about being married, or something, and then she basically is like, "Oh, I'm not a wife." Like she basically just says, "Well, I'm well, I'm not, I'm not a wife." So what do you, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. And then they're like, "What, Shikishima, you piece of shit? Well, you're not. Yeah, why haven't you married her?" And then he's just like, he's being all super emo, and he's just, like, "I don't want that." Who says I want that? And I just want to say, the acting in in Japanese shit is just so much better than, and I don't know who these people were in terms of what level of celebrity they have in, in terms of acting. Uh, I don't know if they're new actors. I don't know if they're established in Japanese Who the hell cinema, knows? but man, there is, they were, they were so, everybody was fucking great. In this yeah. Movie. The whole cast was fucking everyone great. down to the fucking extras was, they were just fucking perfect. And so <clears throat> as we're, as the stories continue, now Godzilla comes, comes back. Oh man, but we're like kind of brushing over oh. shit. Well, all right, go ahead. Well, all right. So, I do want to dial back when, dial when, back, when yeah. they're when, when they're talking about the testing of the oh, bombs and shit. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it's noted that the government, the U.S. government, is not going to be involved with God. Like after Godzilla has been cited, right? The U.S. government is not going to get involved yes. because of the Soviet the threats that the Soviets have posed to the U.S. and right. they won't give the Japanese 
any kind of weaponry because of the fact that they any help at all. Even. Yeah, because this is after World War II, so they kind of decommission like everything. Yeah. Uh, so basically, it's left to the efforts of the Japanese citizens to do anything about this. Uh, and then specifically about the scene with uh, Noriko and Shikishima and his his new homies. His, yeah, his boat, boat crew, crew homies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think. There is a compelling reason for why Shikishima did not uh, pull the trigger on getting on on. And I have a, I have a feeling it has to do with the fact that he's not. Well, one, it, he's not the father of the child. Right, yeah, and he that should, situation was just kind of thrusted upon him. <laughs> but also, secondly, maybe probably the most important point is that he doesn't feel adequate to provide for. I mean, sure, he's getting the money, but it's like, dude, yeah. he's like, I dishonored this whole fucking country, like. What make what right do I have for all these people that died because of me? Like what? How can I have a wife or a child? Or yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah, and and also I think we kind of maybe did brush over the boat crew fellows in general. Oh, they, yeah. they deserve. Uh, they were a great supporting cast, I guess, to this. Yeah. Uh, so you you've got the captain of the ship, which do you have their like their names up? Are you? Uh, so we have Kenji Noda, who is the weapons engineer, the guy that... Yeah, he's the smart, he's like the, the scientist, brains, the brains, brains. Yeah. Um, do you remember if the guy's name was Akitsu? The, the guy that was, um... The boat captain or the, the kid? Bo- the, the boat captain that was making the remark about Noriko, he's like, oh, you haven't married her yet? Yeah, yeah. That guy. I think was, that's what his name was. I don't know. It was hard to keep track because their names are not normal, or not not. I shouldn't say normal, but they're not names that are common to us. So it's yeah. hard to keep track. And then there was Mizu Mizushima, who was like he was the, the kid, like the, the kid. young, the new guy. Yeah. <coughs> and so that was I. I believe the boat crew. That was what the yeah. group was comprised of, right? And so it was kind of cool to see them level it up, basically, because. Well, we'll get to that in a minute, I guess. So they're having all these interactions. They're bonding together as a as a as a crew, as as workmates, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. I think you could even call them family because, again, like everybody's losing family members all around because of the war and also Godzilla. So it's like whoever's left over, you're basically like tight knit with them because this is all we got. Like, Nobody else is saving us. Right. Yeah, exactly. So. The 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 way they reintroduce Godzilla back into the fold is they get this job where they have to go. It's like some top secret fucking job that they got. And yeah. so they get there and they're talking about there's just some creature. And so Shikishima, Shikishima knows what it, he knows. He's, he's like, oh, shit, this is Godzilla. And so he starts talking about to the other guys about, oh, there's this there was a legend on this island of this this creature called Godzilla. And I fucking seen it. I saw it. And it was terrifying. It was the most crazy shit I've ever seen. And so there's a bombed out Godzilla-esque destroyed. It was destroyed by Godzilla, this naval ship. And so they're supposed to be there to basically buy time because they think, oh, it's going straight to fucking Japan and it's going to fuck everybody up. So they're there. Their whole job is to just try to fucking buy time for this big ass naval cruiser to get there so that they can get the big guns on them and hopefully maybe take them out. I don't know. So (coughs) they're chilling telling the story of Godzilla and then of course the dead fish come up he says oh shit this is the telltale sign 
we got to get the fuck out of here. And they're like, no, nah, man, you know, we got to, we got to, we got to defend the thing. So they call their buddy on the other ship and they're like, Hey, we're going to, let's go. He's coming. So Godzilla rolls up and just wipes out the other ship. Now they're not super big ships, but their partnership just fucking, he just like grips it in his hand, in his claw and just crushes it. And this is the first time we're seeing Godzilla as his normal size in the movie. So to get the scale of they've been on this boat back and forth for the last maybe 30 minutes of the movie and you're fine. You're getting so, you know, you're well acquainted with how how large or small that this boat is. So you can kind of know exactly what the scale is when Godzilla just puts it in the palm of his hand and crushes it. Yeah. And mind you, these guys are in a fucking wooden ship. That's yeah. probably the size of Godzilla's head. Right. And then, you know, by comparison, his entire body. I mean, the thing is like oh, minuscule, tiny. So they're, they just say, well, yep. Fuck time to get out of here. And so they're trying to haul ass in this little ass boat. And this was one of the most menacing. This was the first menacing, true menacing scene of Godzilla and imposing and honestly terrifying when he's chasing behind them. Yeah. And you just see his eyes above the waterline. And then you see the fucking and you spikes. See those big ass, the, the fins or the spikes or whatever. And he, you just see that look in his eye. And they fucking, man, those dudes who did the CG on Godzilla, mm. like, they knew what the fuck they were doing. Because you can see, you see the anger. He is so fucking mad that how dare you be in my fucking ocean? You don't, I don't know you. You're not my homie. You don't belong here. And you can see, like, that, like, he does that little eye twitch when, you know, like, that's the stereotypical thing when mm. someone gets angry is like you're an anime or whatever. It's like that. Like you see him doing that while he's chasing behind them. And they're just, dude, this thing is goes, this thing goes like 25 miles an hour and that's fucking it. So, well, let's just hope we can escape. So they're readying the fucking mines that they had picked up mm. and they're, they, they let it go and they fucking detonate one on Godzilla and it does fucking nothing. Godzilla just brushes it off and just laughs, basically. Keeps going. So now they're freaking out. They're like, oh, shit. They dump the second mine. They go to fucking detonate it. Nothing fucking happens. And so this is where one of the coolest scenes, at at least kind of in the movie, that really caught me off guard because I didn't expect them to show Godzilla's healing power. So the mine gets picked up in Godzilla's mouth. And then they try to detonate it and nothing happens because the line gets cut. So Shikishima decides to get on the fucking gun because they have a gun that they use to blow up the mines when they're doing their mine thing. So he gets on this this cannon (coughs) and he starts shooting Godzilla in the mouth and the fucking mine explodes. And it literally you see it just explode half of Godzilla's fucking face off. Yeah. And it was fucking cool to see. It, you just see Godzilla's is like his left eye and the left half of his face is just obliterated. And you see him just kind of like he kind of slouches like he's dead. Godzilla died right there. And I thought, oh, fuck, this is the end of the movie already. Like, this is it. This is all we're going to get. Godzilla's dead. And then you see you see the regeneration start to take place and you see it just kind of as it exploded outward now his skin and everything is now 
it it like comes back inward and then just starts to kind of rebuild itself and it's very it's very quick too mm. and then godzilla kind of comes to after getting his fucking head blown off halfway blown off and then he's like oh now you pissed me off and now i'm gonna fuck your shit up and the look again the look that godzilla gave godzilla never needs words because he per, they portray his emotion and his what essentially what his words would be through his facial features and through his eyes and through his just general demeanor and they did an excellent job in this movie of that like godzilla's emotions or face was a character in and of itself essentially well so i fucking thought it was cool as shit and so after that happens, then Godzilla gets smacked with some artillery. The cavalry comes and he's getting hit with these big ass naval guns. And you can you could see the impacts on his skin, too. They did a really good job with that as well. The CG and then also showing it from the right angles too. the that that ground level or that sea level angle of him getting hit. So you can see he's in the ocean. He's just floating in the ocean. Yeah, he's like standing like he's it got- looks he's water like, deep, like, like waist deep yeah. in water but you see him doing that uh well you can't see what i'm doing but yeah. he's got his arms up and that's like how flailing he, yeah and uh yeah you, you just see how imposing he is just standing up smashing shit but also how aquatic he is with how he could swim and just yeah and it's just fucking crazy it, it is it is godzilla is truly the utility player of all time yeah he can go in the ocean the only thing he can't do is is fly really well yet don't don't hold the door uh, <laughs> don't yeah don't jinx it i'm sure that's on the docket for the sequel or whatever if they're gonna i hope they make a sequel but anyways so now now it's on godzilla ends up crushing the naval ship fucks it up destroys it it's kind of a cool sequence of how they fucking he just he just fucking gets on top of this thing and just starts fucking ripping it apart it was really fucking cool. And then I think he hyper beams the second. Yeah, one. he hyper because then there's another one that comes in and he fucking that's when you see the it was really fucking cool how they did it with the with the 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 scales exiting or pushing out of his body. Yeah. And it starts at the base of his tail and just starts going all the way up his spine with the blue and the score goes with it. Yeah. Yeah. The, that that was another thing that was a surprise MVP of the movie was the fucking score that that imposing that menacing fucking like the tubas or whatever that shit is the the horns the horns yeah the, the deep fucking horns when godzilla it gets mad yeah. or when he's just there yeah fucking amazing usage of of fucking uh orchestra i think, I think that's the original score for godzilla too yeah the, i think it is yeah. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that happens when he gets pissed off like so he he uh he gets his face blown off and he's like, all right, it's it's fucking on. Yeah. And I think he hyper beams the ship. Yeah, yeah. That's and yeah. then the score. Well, the score happens just before that when he's lighting up and yeah, it's really cool to to see him get agitated. And this is the first time you see the fucking lizard breath or the the heat beam or what is it called? They call it the heat ray. In this, the heat ray. Thing, yeah. And man, you get to really grasp at it because uh, it really lets you absorb the the devastation that that fucking things causes like it'll pause for at least like 10 seconds there's no audio you're like oh fuck what's going on shoots the fucking hyper beam 
nuclear M- mush- explosion. Yeah, yeah mushroom, mushroom cloud. Oh, yeah, devastation. Um, what else was there? <laughs> so then, after we get past that point, what's his name? Shikishima gets knocked out from the blast or he gets cut in the blast or something. And then he ends up just like passing out and then he wakes up in the hospital and then they're just like, dude, what the fuck is going on? And so that's when it's really further highlighted and, and really drove in that no one's coming to help them. Not even their own government is essentially going to help them. So they kind of put together this, Hold up, hold up. There, Cause there's a scene before uh before they actually start recruiting people. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it's Noriko and Shikishima. Yeah, yeah. She's like, We've basically basically been a married couple. Why aren't you sharing your life with me? You've right, been yeah. fucking private the whole time. He's like, I don't even know if I'm alive, dude. I yeah, he, he like legit he, he literally has a mental breakdown. Yeah, he he he's convinced that he didn't survive the Odo Island. Yeah, which the was Godzilla, the, the original, first appearance. Yeah. He's convinced he's dead. And uh, what else happens with him? Yeah, he has PTSD. Yeah, severe PTSD. This this dude is like rocking back and forth. And this woman that is uh, his basically his wife is trying to console him. And uh, now she knows the full kind of like a a bit of the background of this guy and, you know, why he was keeping to himself because he was also a kamikaze pilot. And he didn't want to share that with her because she felt as though she was going to get he he was going to get shamed by her. Right, yeah. And she said, "No, this is a different time now. Like, you know, my family died in the firebombings and I was told that I have to live." Right, and, yeah. And then this guy is trying to get to that point. He was like, "I need to fucking change my perspective because as, you know, as he's kind of going through the motions of becoming a family man and all that stuff, he's like he's still trying to come out of his funk like his PTSD and shit. So he's yeah. like he's He's trying to function as a human being, but uh, not even like his own proverbial wife is like helping him. In yeah. Any so, yeah. Anyways, so, that so, carries us. So, to- yeah. So that carries us to them. Wait a minute. Did they. Did they recruit people after the Ginza attack or was it? Oh, right. So because because the, the Ginza attack happens first. Right. Because she. Like it happens like right after that scene. Yeah. So, well, so she gets a job. She gets a job because uh, she wants to support the family. She want, well, she basically tells him. It's time I stand on my own two feet and we're going to get our own place because yeah. we've imposed upon you enough. So it's obviously you're not pulling the trigger. Bitch. You're not going to fucking come come make me your wife. I'm just going to fucking leave with this kid and we're going to yeah. go on our merry way. So I got a job. And so you see Shikishima. It kind of fucks with him a little bit because you see his demeanor change. When she says that and he's what, what do you mean? What do you need a job for? Do I not make enough? Do I not provide enough? Well, yeah, you do, but you're not providing the one thing that she wants and also needs is a husband. So a she's family got a unit. Cause she even tells him, she's like, Oh, you'll never get a wife at this rate. So I'm out. I'm going to just do that. And ironically, he has one. He has one. He right has one right in the palm of his hand. Yeah. And so she gets this job Goes into town, into the Ginza town, and she's fucking doing this job. Well, this it's Tokyo, office. but yeah. Well, yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. So then that's when the, the, the first mainland Godzilla oh, yeah. attack happens. Yeah, this is great. And man, the way he comes out of the water, just like a fucking boss, man, just fucking steps up. And what's funny, too, is you Godzilla's height. Yeah, he's tall as fuck. 
but his height, he's like got really short legs when you look at the comparison of his whole body. So he's all like midsection up is where all of his height is. He's got he's a thick boy. He's a th- <laughs> he is a thick ass Godzilla too, man. He was he not is, gifted. He was not gifted in the arm department though. No, that is true. He has like very small arms. He is very ch- this was chunky Godzilla too, yeah. which I don't mind. And it's because it's slow Godzilla. It's lumbering slowly marching to your death not his they slowly marching to your inevitable doom and it's perfect because i mean as we've seen from the godzilla's uh kong trailer yeah running full fucking oh. sprint um this is more threatening i think it's it's on the mike yeah. myers level of uh uh mike myers doesn't have to run or chase you I mean, he slowly he's approaches gonna, you. Yeah, he's going to get you. He's going to get you eventually. Doesn't he's matter, a, he's yeah. an inevitability. So it's like, what's the rush, fellas? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why we got to run for? Yeah. So Godzilla just starts fucking shit up. I mean, just starts fucking this town up, just clawing through buildings, blow, just, just destroying massive amounts of fucking property. So much property damage. So... They introduce Noriko because because once because then an, an alert comes on. It's like right before he comes out of the water. It's the you hear the air raid sirens and then and uh, Shikishima's at home with with Akiko. Yeah, and he the the daughter or the young girl, and she is. They're playing or doing something, drawing, and this this alert sounds, and then over the radio it says, "Hey, if you are in Ginza or whatever the area is, get the fuck out now." Get gone, because there is a there is a an unknown creature attacking, and they literally say this is not a hoax. This is fucking real life. So he knows exactly what the fuck it is. So he's like, oh shit. So, but the government also was not willing to share that information, right. divulge the information to the public because they thought it was going to cause mayhem, mass chaos and mayhem. So yeah. they they said, fuck it, we're just going to wait and not say anything. Yeah, so he's here. Which was which is dumb because yeah. they could have just prepared and evacuated everybody previously. Yeah. And then now I don't know, you know, they would yeah, there would have been massive property damage, but you know, you could have prepared some kind of a response. Mm. So Godzilla is is in the town blowing shit up. And so Noriko, because you're cause Shikishima's fuck oh shit, I gotta go get her. So he gives the kid to Sukimo. Wait, what is his name? The Sukimo or Su- uh, Sumiko? Sumiko, there you go. He gives the kid to Sumiko and then he bounces. He he rolls into town. And so they introduce Noriko's part of this where she's on the train. Yeah. And it's this this level of cinematography was fucking so cool because you're seeing this upper shot from maybe, you know, like the mid-level of a building and you're seeing Godzilla just fucking destroying shit. Oh man, it gets it, it from every angle. And dude. then it pans down into the train just going along the tracks like normal. So you go from this utter destruction and chaos to peace and serenity, which is what she's experiencing in the train cuz she has no idea what's happening. Her literal back is to the window, so she can't even see what's what's happening. So it's it's just on her and she's just there and then it goes whatever and it's going out it, they go out from they show the two train drivers and then they they pan the camera out like a view where you're at the front of the train looking out and then all of a sudden you just see this fucking i don't know what it was a boat or something just fly in and it just or a piece of a building or something and it just flies in and just slams. I think it was a cart, like a like a. I know something big though. Yeah, because it slams into the ground and it's yeah. now embedded in the train track. Mm. 
And then it pans back to the two drivers, and it, they're literally home alone, fucking hands on their mouths. Ah! Fucking slam the brakes. So they slam the brakes to avoid that. Noriko's like, what the fuck? Because everybody in the train's like flying forward. She's like, what the fuck? And so that's her introduction. She is jarred into, out of her peaceful serenity, she's jarred into chaos. And she turns around and looks out the window. And that's when she, Godzilla's like right fucking there. And so Godzilla <laughs> reaches down and he picks up the fucking train in his mouth. And he lifts it up. And of course, her car is not the one in his mouth. It's the one dangling off. All the other cars fucking flow off, fly off and shit. And so she's, she, all the other people empty from the thing. They all die. They're all just dead. She's holding on to the fucking windowsill. The gr- she, she was holding on to the handrails. Well, tr- yeah. like Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Before that, though. So then when she, when he flips, when he fully picks it up and she, the, the train car is, is, is vertical She's like, oh shit, like holding on to like the windowsill with her feet, trying to stay in there. And then through movement, she ends up falling down and she grabs onto the handrail. And she's holding on to that. And then Godzilla moves over a the like a lake or, or I don't know, like a body of water. I don't know if it was the actual ocean or not, or it was, like a bay or something. Yeah, it, like, it looked like a man-made pond or something. Something like that. And so she looks down and sees it, and she just fucking lets go and goes into the pond. And then all the shit falls out from the train in his mouth into the water right next to her, but not on top of her. So she's, she's, you think, okay, cool. You see, she's good. So then it kind of cuts to her in the town, just walking because she escapes and then Godzilla's in the distance, but now he's getting closer because he's still lumbering towards them. Mm. And so she's just kind of in a PTSD daze, just kind of walking and fucking freaking out a little bit. And then, People are running into her and they're like, move, get the fuck out of the way. And she gets on the, she's on the ground and she falls and Godzilla is fucking right on her ass. And all of a sudden in screen comes somebody and it's Shikishima fucking to save the day out of all these people. She wasn't even in the location where like it, it just, it just, it really highlights the chaos and the luck because man, obviously it's fucking plot. Well, plot armor i guess in that sense because it's it's yeah it had to be but it's like man the fucking sheer pure luck that he found her in a place that she wasn't supposed to be anyways fucking he gets her he grabs her fucking they're just chilling trying to figure out what the fuck's going on and they're trying to get away and these tanks that are at i don't know what i what looked like city hall or something or there's outside city hall there's these four tanks and they start blasting godzilla and godzilla just gets pissed so then you see the tail fucking turn on, fucking powers up his blue breath, and man, he fucking lights those, he nuclear blasts those tanks. And so one of the coolest fucking scenes, another cool scene, I shouldn't, I, I, I keep saying one of the coolest, and it's like, the whole movie's good. It is, it is good. The whole movie is good. But another epic scene of the way they showed this, because they also, they also highlight Noriko cares about Shikishima. And you almost like you kind of know that she does, but you don't really you don't really see how much she loves. It's like you see that she loves him in this in this moment when Godzilla, you see it. Godzilla blows up the thing. The nuclear fucking hellfire comes and you see it pans itself back and you see it from a low end wide angle shot and you see all of the the shockwave coming towards them. Yeah. And then it and then it flips back to where now you as the viewer, your back is to the explosion and you're seeing them. They're in between these two. This is like alleyway of these two concrete buildings. Yeah. 
and she's on the outside. He's closer to the building, to the alleyway. And you see the debris in kind of slow motion come at them. And she just shoves him into the alley and gets gets took. She gets yeeted. Gets fucking blasted. <laughs> yeah. By the fucking shockwave. And Shikishima's like, what the fuck? He doesn't know what's going on. But you see her just get eliminated from the screen not just her the whole the fucking whole population that was in yeah. the area oh dude. yeah and and it's just what the fuck she's she's dead as fuck and so he realizes this now once he kind of comes to and gets his bearings a little bit and he's like oh fuck she's dead and so he fucking just loses it and so godzilla ends up going back into the ocean right after that retreating and then <coughs> before you move on right all right i think this whole sequence of events of uh shikishima going out and finding uh noriko plus all the mayhem that godzilla did this this to me was like one of the real i mean the whole movie's great yeah yeah but this this was one of the real highlights because you get to see all the shit that godzilla does oh yeah different angles from seeing Noriko looking at Godzilla at eye to eye level. You see fucking Godzilla from the people's perspective, like where you just see his fucking tree trunk legs uh, at knee high. Yeah. I mean, from from the camera, you see from everything from the knees below. Right. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, dude, this motherfucker's huge. He's grown in size at this point. Oh, yeah. He's huge. He's probably doubled in size, if not tripled in size. Oh, yeah. At least. So he towers over everything in Tokyo. Um, and you just see him flailing, flailing around, whipping his tail everywhere, stomping on people and shit. Um, but my personal, one of my f- personal favorite scenes is the fucking news team. Oh, man. I was going to bring that up, too. Yeah, that dude. is fucking excellent. Oh, man. To further drive home how big this motherfucker is. So you have, I don't know, let's just say a 20 story or 30 story story building. And you have these Japanese news reporters recording and talking about the presence of Godzilla. He's like, oh, he's literally right in our face. Like, my God, he's commentating. Yeah, I mean, he's going Jim Ross on this motherfucker. He's like, my God, my God, (laughs) the size of Godzilla is dwarfing everything in Tokyo. Yeah. And you (coughs) I honestly thought they were going to fucking well, they probably did die, but (laughs) oh, no, they for sure died. (laughs) Um, But he I thought. I thought Godzilla was going to turn to them because he they're at his eye level and he's just kind of walking through the city. And I thought at the last second, he's going to turn over and just swap them. And shit. Oh yeah. But he ends up knocking the, he collapses the building and they fall off the building or whatever, or, or rather it collapses and tilts over. And who, I don't know what their fate is, but um, just the number of shots of Godzilla from different angles, from uh, ground floor level to the top of a building to eye to eye with Noriko. Um, and then also, the wider pan shots, like the the larger shots where you get to see the hyper beam that fucking Godzilla oh, yeah. does. And you see the fucking devastation that he creates on the opposite end of the town. Um, not to mention that Tokyo is already kind of, you know, uh, there's it's the, the city yeah, destroyed. Right. But now it's really now it's, fucked. Now it's double fucked. <laughs> uh, so that was probably to me one of the best scenes sequences uh, in the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, just just the amount of destruction that Godzilla does, man. That shit was 
I mean, I'm, I'm putting up my finger and giving the uh, Italian like chef's kiss. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it was it was great. It was great. You know, you know, what I thought I was thinking it would be a great meme out of this is is that sequence of the news team. And then you overlay Jim Ross when I think it was when the Dudley boys were going to put Stacy Huber through a table. Yeah. And, the, and then Jim Ross is like, no, don't you do it. You son of a bitch. Don't. You son of a bitch. You will burn in hell for this. You son of a bitch. Don't you dare. And then it's like the, the table crushing noise of her going through the table is right when Godzilla's tail swipes the building and then they all fall down. That would be fucking hilarious. Or uh, Triple H when um, wow, what did he do? He did something to somebody and Jim Ross is like. Why Triple H? Why yeah, you son yeah. of a bitch? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You do the, do the exact same thing with Godzilla. Be like, don't do it. Don't do it. You son, you of, son bitch. of a bitch. Don't do it. <laughs> crashes the building through. But yeah. yeah, so then after that, now Noriko's dead. Fucking he he Shikishima's fucking devastated. Yeah, and Akiko's like, <sighs> where's mom? Yeah. Oh, that was one of the saddest fucking things. Man. And this girl is also a great actor. Like, yeah. she's so sweet. Like in the very earliest uh scenes where you get to see her age um i think a year or two after they formed this family and she's like she she tells shigashima like daddy and he's like no i am he's not like, your how many times Akiko, i'm not yeah. your father and i'm like oh sad. Yeah, i was like man that is sad feels bad man feels bad man and then she has to deal with this like akiko possibly or rather at that point being dead yeah and uh him having to rationalize where she is he's like oh she's away at work. Yeah, they told her she just went away for work for a while. And then the the crying, the little girl crying, man, oh, that really fucking tugs on your heartstrings. Oh, man. I was like, I hope Josh doesn't see me. So I don't uh, <laughs> if I cry, I, like, I don't want to sit next to him. Yeah. But uh, this woman also like, again, talking about the supporting cast of this movie, Sumiko, who is the uh, woman that was the neighbor of Shikishima. You see her go from being this woman that cares literally about nothing because she saw her own family die to basically being the grandmother slash auntie of yeah uh, of this uh, this child, and now now that uh, Noriko is basically dead, she uh, she now is becoming more hands on. So now she's becoming more caring, and also the other characters as well. The boat crew yeah. that he was part of, they're like, well, it takes a village to fucking raise a child, so everybody it's like everybody's hands-on at this point yeah it's yeah. really fucking cool this is like one of the cooler themes in the movies like hands-on with everybody every fucking life counts because yeah. prior to this uh as it was illustrated later by the scientist character the weapons engineer he's like oh man you know we we didn't really value life uh in world war ii we made ships or planes where people were like we're going to be basically casualties. Yeah. And we made tanks with very thin armor, armor yeah. knowing that people were going to die. And now the situation is flipped where like every fucking life counts. And I, I was, yeah. that was very beautiful. It was, it was fucking, that was a sweet fucking way to kind of portray that of them. And then, and then everybody's banding together to fight Godzilla. Yeah. Also at the same time, which was a really cool call to arms, I guess basically is what that kind of was. Yeah. And uh, at this point, they have the funeral and then <coughs> Noda, who is the weapons engineer, says, oh, we're putting we're putting a plan together yeah, to we're uh, putting it. I'm putting together a team, you guys. Yeah, yeah. And really, so, well, really, he didn't even say that because we didn't even know that he was like the mastermind behind everything. He mm -hmm. just says, oh, yeah, you know, since the government basically told us all to go fuck ourselves, mm -hmm. uh, we're putting together a citizen's brigade to fucking fight Godzilla. Right. And so 
you guys should come to the meeting. And, and so then they all agree. They're like, yeah, fuck yeah, we're going to go to the meeting. So they'll go to the meeting. They got some big wig naval guy there. He's trying to tell everybody shit about, oh, yeah, listen, we got these four destroyers, even though they're decommissioned. You know, we still got them. We're going to use them somehow. We have a plan. And then that's when Noda comes in out of nowhere. And the other three guys. Noda are, out of nowhere. Yeah, they're like, Noda. They're like, what the fuck is he doing up here? Why does he have the microphone? And he's like, oh, and they're, they're like, damn, did you know Noda was a big wig? Man, we didn't know this. Oh, this is crazy. And so then it's revealed that he really is a high level fucking guy. Mm-hmm. And so he says, oh, I got this fucking plan. And so essentially the plan that they come up with is they're going to use Freon fucking gas to because as he he illustrates in this in this uh, example, they have this little tub thing with water. It's like a glass thing. And then he puts the Freon, the Freons around this little wooden block. So they're like, oh, what do you think would happen if you blow Freon on this thing? Oh, yeah, it'll make it float. No, it actually Freon does the opposite because water can't touch or something with Freon. So it just sinks. It immediately sinks. Immediately sinks it. So their plan is to wrap up to fucking trick Godzilla to trick the fucking man into fucking somehow getting wearing wearing essentially a Freon belt and they're going to just light it up and sink his bitch ass to the bottom of the deepest trench that they have off the coast. Right. And by and this was actually I think it was telegraphed with the fish because they were talking about how Godzilla's ascension from the deepest trenches of the ocean the fishes were coming from that. Right, yeah. And their eyes would fucking bulge out and their tongue would come out of their mouth or whatever. Yeah, from the so, rapid decompression. So yeah. I think I think Noda concluded that, well, just like anything, any other living creature, if you ascend to like water pressure or descend very quickly, that you would also die. So the, that's his theory. So the plan is to have him descend very quickly and possibly kill him that way. And then crush him essentially with the, with the weight of the ocean. Right. And, and then, then, Oh, and then they have that. Well, there's a second part to the plan in case that doesn't work. They have these giant fucking inflatable balloons in those same things where if it doesn't work, they're going to inflate the balloons and lift Godzilla from the bottom of the trench all the way back up to give him basically the bends, which is what, it's called when you have rapid decompression. Yeah. And you basically get pockets of air in your blood, and then essentially it kills you. Yeah. If you if you come out of uh high pressure very quick too quick, you'll just it'll kill you. So it was basically the same thing. Yeah, the they were gonna they were gonna try that on Godzilla. Gonna, yeah, they're just gonna have him ascend quickly and ho- hopefully hope, that would hopefully the oxygen in his blood will get fucking bubbles and it'll fucking kill him and he'll die. Right. So they that's so that's their plan going in so they're fucking getting ready and they're everybody's tall hands on deck you know oh. without without contemplation because there were many people that were thought fuck we just went through a war there were yeah and fuck man now we got to fight this thing i'm out yeah. there were a lot of guys that left but the guys that stayed cool they're already now shikishima is basically saying oh well man we got to we got to have a backup, another backup plan. Because what if he doesn't go to the spot we need him to go to? Yeah, this is Plan Z. So Plan so it's like, hey, get me a plane, and I'll fucking I'll fucking distract him somehow and get him to come to the thing if that if if need be. So they say, okay, cool. So they're trying to find planes because basically, again, all the planes have been decommissioned, so they're and and being sent off. So they find this fucking prototype plane that was supposed to be for the war that was going to come to Japan and it never obviously happened. Mm. So, cause it's, it's like an anti bomber <coughs> fighter kind of jet thing, but it's got a propeller in the rear 
and it hauls ass. It's super fucking nimble. So it's basically in disrepair. And so they say, shit, we need to get a mechanic. And he says, I know a mechanic. And it's fucking Tajibana. His good buddy. Well, I don't don't know. I don't know if it's his good buddy, but he's seeking in the seeking of redemption Mm -hmm. for himself. I feel like he wants Tajibana to be involved with this so that he can show him like, look, man, look what I've done. And I'm not it's it wasn't just a waste that all those guys died. Like I made up for that, man. I'm paying them back, essentially. Yeah. And so and Tachibana shares that same disgrace. Right. As Shikishima. Yeah. So he's calling he's uh this leads into Shikishima going to the postal office, I think, and finding out what his location is. Yeah. But it seems as though Tachibana is off grid because of the disgrace that he carries or the, right, the shame yeah. that he carries. Um so then Shikishima, the, being the genius that he is, basically sends letters to all the loca- possible locations of uh, Tachibana and uh, tells him that he's a piece of shit and he's a yeah. disgrace. And knowing that he was going to provoke him, Tachibana comes out <laughs> yeah. and uh, is like, you piece of shit, why are you yeah. fucking call me a disgrace when you're the one that was responsible for the deaths of yeah. everybody? That Your cowardice cost the lives of all those men. And, and then he gives the explanation of why he did it. So, yeah. yeah. Right. So then uh, we go through that. He agrees to fucking help with this because they he, he, he's like, yeah, well, we need to kill Godzilla. So let's do this. So he comes in with a couple other guys and they're they're putting it together. So one of the things that was very interesting about this sequence when they were putting the plane, fixing the plane, mm. he's going over shit and you see they show this shot of Tajibana looking in the cockpit and there's uh, on the seat there's a placard and the placards in German. Yeah. Right. And so, which again, to the fucking historical accuracy is fucking, it's just another little Easter egg. That's fucking really cool because the Japanese never invented ejector seat technology. Because if you, you when you went out in your plane, this you, was a one way trip. You, if were you were dying. You were dying. If your plane gets, gets disabled, you're dying. It's the it's the Empire Tie Fighter fucking theory. They never had any life support systems on Tie Fighters because they never thought they needed. You weren't going to come back. Yeah, you were you were expendable. So <clears throat> essentially, they you see this thing in German, and I said, "Oh shit, that's probably an ejector seat." Mm-hmm. And so I said, "That's that's really cool because the Germans would have been the ones that had the technology for jet seats, so they would have had to have gotten it from them because they didn't develop it themselves." Right. So. You got this thing. So then he, he, they look at this lever that's in the thing. And so uh, <coughs> what's his name? Uh, Tajibana gets to work. Shikishima basically asks him, hey, can you put in a couple of bombs and get rid of a couple of the machine guns and get rid of the extra, some of the extra fuel to put in these bombs? Because he's basically thinking like, okay, I'm going to be the fucking, I'm going to suicide this fucking thing. And I'm going to, I'm going to reclaim my honor by dying so that everybody else can live. And so they kind of did pull a swerve on a little bit. They did. Yeah. Because I thought, okay, because I thought when he was showing him the button or the lever, he said, this is the safety for the bombs. So before you make impact pull the fucking lever right before you impact. Cause that's kind of how he said it to him right to, before you make the impact, pull the to lever drop the, yeah, yeah. To, 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 so that the safeties will be off on the bombs. Right. So 
I thought that was the ejector. He was going to trick him into ejecting and because he looked at the placard, so he knew what it was because mm-hmm. Shikishima had no idea what the fuck that it was. So he knew you see him in that sequence, look at the seat, and he, he recognizes it. So then when he's telling him right before he's about to take off, hey, there's this fucking lever for the bomb for the safety. I thought that was the ejector seat. And I thought that they were going to fucking that, that that was him tricking him into living because he knew I think Tajibana knew he was dead set on fucking dying for this for this because to make up for for not dying doing his duty yeah. during the war and also for not doing his duty to sacrifice himself to save the other guys. I thought there was a dis- OK, I think there might be discrepancy because he did. I thought he did tell them that there were that, that they showed it after. Mm. They showed it after the fact. All right. And also, they also misdirected with also uh, with Shikishima right, basically writing his last will to right. Sumiko, yeah. his neighbor, to take care of Akiko and also have the money that uh, he's had from his job or whatever. But Right, which is where the misdirection came in because I thought for sure, oh, he's going to pull that lever and he's going to eject and it's going to go into Godzilla. Something's going to go into Godzilla and then that's going to kill it, but then he lives. He gets yeah. to live, right? So... We get to the. You, you talked about that he left the letter, and this this also kind of didn't fucking make sense on, on his part, like a like an idiot. He gets up in the middle of the night or in the early morning hours to go report in to you know get to the plane so he can go do the mission that they're gonna do, and so he just leaves this envelope with, as we find out afterwards, all this money and a note. But he leaves the kid there by herself and just bounces. And so without telling without Sumiko. telling Sumiko to say, hey, can you watch the kid? So like the kid is in the street in the morning outside of Sumiko's house and she just happens to come outside. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck? What are you doing out here? And she's just holding this packet. And I was like, dude, you're what the fuck is wrong with no you? No consideration. You can't leave the kid fucking just by herself. What the fuck, you idiot? So then anyways. So then he goes off and he does that. He joins up. So they're getting ready for this mission. Mm-hmm. And Godzilla is on the fast track. Oh, yeah. He's he's pressing he's on him. Full core press. Full core. He is pissed. He is like, oh, I know you motherfuckers are waiting on me. And I'm going to come fuck your shit up right now. So the the distraction team or whatever was out there. And they were just like, hey, we're going to keep him distracted so you guys can get here. The, sh- the ships that are going to do the wrapping around Godzilla are getting ready. And they're about to leave port. And all of a sudden, you just see one of the the ships that's the distraction team ship just fly <laughs> yeah. over fucking head yeah. and land in the fucking city. And then they look and they're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. And there you see the fins or the, the spikes coming out of the water. And Godzilla, he is there. He is on their ass. <clears throat> so he gets out of the water bypasses them luckily in their thing and so they're like radio they're like oh shit shikishima you gotta fucking get here man because he is going into town and so they're like fuck what are we gonna do the plan's ruined nah 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 we still need to go out we still need to go out because he's gonna have to return to the ocean eventually so then that's when we're gonna get his ass yes and and shikishima at this point is fucking livid at godzilla yeah for all the times that he's been a coward and all that shit and having shaky hands and uh basically running from every situation that called for his action oh not this time dude yeah yeah he's in there and eventually he pulls up with the airplane and godzilla is on land at this point 
And then Shikishima comes in and starts going, lighting them up. Starts lighting them up, yeah, strafing him. And also, the cinematography for this specific scene. It was fucking well done. Yeah, because you see Godzilla sweeping at him with his arms. And, you know, uh, Shikishima is doing evasive maneuvers and lighting him up. He's like, all right, now I got to reel his ass back to the ocean because we got to get him to the trenches or near the trenches so we can sink him. So then they pull Godzilla back into the ocean. Well, before you go on to that, one of the cool sequences of camera work that they did was they showed you from they kept going back and forth between showing shikishima sitting in the showing his face and him sitting in the seat Uh and then going forward to show you his view essentially and it's like going back and forth between that and then as he's flying up and getting closer to godzilla godzilla kept snapping at him with his mouth yeah and so you would see the mouth come into screen and then it would from that first person view and then it would pan out and show him snapping and getting right through. Oh yeah. And then the same thing with the swipes, you'd see the hand come in and like almost from his first <laughs> view is almost going to hit him. Yeah. And then it pans out and shows him diving just right before or moving out of the way just yeah. right before. So that was a really cool string of fucking shots that they did. And even, even just before that, when he was uh, looking over to see where he was at. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's, it's kind of like from the perspective of say when you're on a flight and you have the window seat or the, the yeah you have the window seat and you're kind of like peeking over Shikishima is doing the exact yeah. same thing and he's like trying to spot Godzilla so you get to see him from that angle and see how fucking massive Godzilla is which is really badass in addition to all the other stuff that you just mentioned right yeah yeah so then uh, anyway so then they get they get Godzilla out back into the ocean he gets him out there and so they're all set up and ready to go so Godzilla's getting deep. He's right over the trench. They send out the two distraction ships. So those ships go haul ass and their whole job is just to distract Godzilla and get him to nuke him. Like that's their whole job. They want him to blast the fucking Blu-ray or the, the blue be the, what do you call it? The fire ray or whatever. Heat ray. Heat ray. Yeah, there you go. They want him to blast that. Cause then it's got to recharge. Or so, no, I don't think they they I don't know if they plan for that. They, it happened. He's like, Oh no, now the opportunity to, to strike because it takes them a bit to to recharge so in that time the yeah i think that's why because they had these two ships that as we found out because they showed up from like the first person view because i thought there were dudes on there but they were empty Mm -hmm. they would just sent them out to just basically distract godzilla to get them to like attack them and i think because that's what they were worried about was that's the one thing they can't defend against Mm -hmm. if they get blue beamed right off the bat then the whole plan is just falls apart Mm -hmm. because they're those two ships have to be intact to wrap the shit around Godzilla. So I think that was the whole point of those distraction ships was to get them to nuke or get him to do the blue beam so that would give them enough time to wrap around because Godzilla wouldn't be able to blue beam them because they're far enough out from Godzilla to where he can't just swipe at them. So obviously they need him to stand still. So the plane was distracting him to keep him still. He already he blew his load essentially with the fucking <laughs> yeah. heat ray and had to wait to recharge. Yeah. So they're like, oh, good. Yeah, now let's attack. So they press the attack. They're going around. They're wrapping the shit around them. Uh, it was funny because it's like the ships, obviously, they collide like they scrape against each other. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, you guys could have easily accounted for fucking like being a, like 100 feet between the two of you. 
and you didn't need to do that, but it, it added to the drama and it added <coughs> to it's a movie. Yeah, it added to the stakes or the suspense or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it felt, you know, and the scene felt akin to <coughs> Empire Strikes Back with oh, the tow yeah. cables and the snow speeders yes. wrapping around uh, an ATAT. Yeah. And they're like, all right, now we got to strike. Right. The, and, yeah. and it was very slow. Mm. It was it was this methodical, like building the anticipation, because that's how it was with the snow speeders in that scene, in that sequence is because the AT-ATs are moving slowly. So is Godzilla. The snow speeders are also they're moving faster than Godzilla or faster than the AT-ATs, but they're still moving slowly to wrap themselves around. And that's how this went. It went the same way. It was slowly wrapping itself around. Mm. So finally, Shikishima's there. He's fucking just distracting Godzilla. Get fucking get shit gets wrapped around. They're like waiting, waiting for it to just tighten up. And then once it fully tightens, they're like blast it. Free on. Free on this bitch. So the captain, uh, what was his name? Fucking. I don't know what his yeah, name is. I'm the, not going to bother. The captain yeah. of the ship, he fucking, he hits the switch and they fucking, it, Godzilla just disappears, just sinks down into the water and he's just rolling and they've got these uh, depth counter on him. So they're able to see it's, it's going as to how much cable's coming out. So he's going, he's going, he sinks down to like whatever, 1500 meters or whatever it was that their target was. He surpasses it. He's even deeper than that. And they're all cheering. They're like, fuck yeah. And then it shows Godzilla when they show Godzilla from above the water when the when the shit hits and he just sinks he just disappears and then it shows him underwater flailing and he's like what the fuck is happening right now what are you assholes doing to me (laughs) and so then he's standing at the bottom of the ocean and he's just sitting there and he's just like what the fuck just happened and so then he's so they think oh god the, the pressure did it kill him and they're waiting and there's a suspense level and then all of a sudden the ship starts getting pulled by yeah. the cable. So the, then the one, the captain goes, oh, you're a, you're a fucking, what do you say? You're a persistent fucker or a persistent, persistent bugger. bugger. That's what he called. Yeah. You're a persistent bugger, aren't you? And so then they said, fuck it, blast the balloons. So they blast the balloons. Now Godzilla is rapidly ascending and you see his skin starting to bubble because they show him underwater as he's rapidly ascending. You see the effects of the rapid decompression start to happen to Godzilla. And so Godzilla knows what's up. He knows what they're trying to do. So once he gets to 800 meters, the counter stops. And they're like, what the fuck? And then shortly thereafter, the balloons all come up and they're like, fuck, he cut he cut the line. He cut the line right after. So now Godzilla's just and, chilling. And the inflatables are starting to rise. Right, yeah. So now Godzilla's just chilling at 800 meters and he's waiting for the rapid decompression to like wear off. I think that was what his plan was. So now... They're like, fuck it. We got to we gotta pull his bitch ass up. And so they're like, there's no way that these two cruisers or whatever are going to be able to have enough thrust to pull up this 20,000 ton fucking behemoth. <clears throat> so they're like, fuck it. We don't got a choice. We got to try. So they're going. They're going. And fuck, we forgot to mention that the new guy, the kid guy, he gets left behind. They leave him behind. Right. <laughs> this is this is one of Prior the crew- to the mission. Yeah, this was uh the person that was referred to as the kid. Yeah. Uh as part of the bow crew. They didn't give him his due to become part of this uh this mission. This effort. And uh yeah, so go ahead. So, so in that sequence, he's begging them, let me come with you, let me come with you. And so as they're walk as Noda and the captain are walking away, they're like He's like, "Why are you doing this to me?" blah blah blah. And so they say, "We're giving you the we're giving you the future." Cuz we're probably going to die doing this. So we're going to we're leaving you behind so that you can f- 
forward the future. Th- this is the kid you're referring to, yeah. part of the bow crew, not right. Noda or not Akitsu. Right. This is yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the other person. Yeah, yeah. So then who shows up with a fucking fleet of tugboats? I got to look up his name now. Now, now, I gotta, <laughs> now, now you got to yeah. It's the fucking kid. He rolls up. He he, he brought this entire fleet of fucking tugboats. Mizu, Mizushima. Mizushima. He brings this entire fleet of tugboats. <clears throat> Everybody's so happy to see him. They're like, fuck yeah. So they the, these boats just are tied up to the ships and they're fucking all pulling. They're pulling and it's working. Godzilla is now rapidly ascending again. So as Godzilla gets to the surface, he comes up. You see his fucking bubbling of his fucking skin and shit because his body's fucking decompressing rapidly and fucking he's feeling the effects of that. So Godzilla is just still fucking trucking. And the scientist Noda, he says, shit, it didn't damage him enough. He's regenerating as this is happening. So he's actively fixing what they did to him. And it, the rate at which his body was decompressing, his healing rate was faster. So it wasn't going to kill him. So they're like, shit, what the fuck are we going to do now? So then as they're showing them, they're on the side of the boat. And they're showing them from like a, fir- not a first person view, but that level and then the, the the camera pans out just slightly to the left to show off the boat and like the skyline. And then you see Shikishima come hauling ass in in the fucking jet plane or the airplane. Mm-hmm. Just hauling ass in. And they're like, oh shit, he's going to do it. And then they're like, oh, wait a minute. No, he's going to do it. He's going to kill himself. Fuck, he's going to sacrifice himself. And they don't want him to do it. They don't want him to do it. And so... Yeah, and this is uh, Godzilla preparing to do his hyper beam. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. ready to fucking wipe out everybody at this point. Yeah. Um... And this scene is really fucking awesome because, again, they really sink you into the moment without any kind of audio. Everybody's yep. just kind of paused like, oh, fuck, <laughs> we're, we're definitely fucked. Like, this this is the end of all of us. Yeah, we're all going to die. And they cut the audio off and he's flying in and he goes and he grabs the thing. He pulls the, the thing that he was told to release. And I thought, oh, he's going to eject. And no, nothing happened. And I was like, son of a what the fuck? I said, I thought for sure that was the thing he was tricking him into living. But I was like, man, I guess they are going to kill this motherfucker in the end. No happy endings for this guy. So he flies the plane into Godzilla's mouth. And I thought for sure I was going to see an ejector seat. Nope, nothing. It just goes straight into Godzilla's mouth. And you're like, oh, this this fool's dead. And Godzilla's just kind of like, things in my mouth, but whatever. He's fine. And then it just fucking explodes. Yeah. And it blows off Godzilla's entire head clean. And he's also covered in Freon, so it kind of discombobulates yeah. him in different parts and stuff. So it's kind of like the sequence in, in Terminator 2 where, uh, you know, T-1000 is uh, <coughs> just blows into a thousand right, pieces yeah. when fucking uh, T- T-800? T-800, yeah. T-800 blows his ass up. And uh, yeah, Godzilla's destroyed at this point. Yeah, and and is dead. And so everybody's like, oh, fuck, but he had to sacrifice himself. And then off in the distance, you see... They pan pan up. (coughs) They pan up, and then you see the parachute, and you see him coming down. And then during that time, right before he kills himself, well, seemingly kills himself, Sumiko gets a letter. It's addressed to... Shikishima, right? Shikishima. And she opens it up and she reads it and she's like, oh, fuck. And you don't know what it says. <laughs> and so then you get to them. They're celebrating. They're getting off the boat. 
And Sumiko comes running up to him and she's like, you fucking like asshole. She starts hitting him. He's like, here, read this. And she keeps smacking him and he reads the note and he's like, oh, what the fuck? And you're like, well, what the fuck does this note say? So then he grabs the kid. They run. They run out and they go in and you see that Noriko fucking lived. I don't know how. I don't know how. She got her ass yeeted by the heat ray, dude, because everybody else gone wiped out. And she must have gone. I don't. I don't know how fast she must she, have landed somewhere soft. She must have gone like Mach two. Like oh, yeah, <laughs> off the screen. Yeah. It is. It is insane. I didn't yeah. like. You would think that she would. Li- her organs should have been liquefied from the speed <laughs> at which she was yeeted off the screen. Yeah, but she somehow lived, and then he starts crying with a broken fucking arm dude yeah. like all yeah. right whatever anyways so, so, so he starts crying the baby's crying everybody's fucking crying and then she fucking asks him is your war over now yeah and then they you know they all like embrace or whatever and then and then that's basically well that's not how the movie technically ends because that ends their sequence and then it goes to underwater and you just see Godzilla's heart is all that's left, basically. And then it just starts pumping and just starts regenerating. And then that's how they end the movie with, oh, shit. It it ain't over. It ain't over, bitch. Yeah, Godzilla's going to have to regenerate for a hot minute, but he's going to come back and he's going to be pissed in the sequel. Yep. Even more doubly pissed. And he's going to probably have extra powers, too. So That more or less wraps up the movie. Yeah, that's basically the movie. And so... A lot of cool sequences we already highlighted over those. So now, if you had to put a number on it, <coughs> mm-hmm. out of 10, or we're doing out of five, how do you want to do this? Fuck, I don't know. Four, four or five star, I mean, t- five stars you or out of 10. Do, you want to just do a score out of 10? Because I guess that that's on scale with grading. Sport, sports entertained. Sports entertained. Out of 10, out of I mean, I, yeah, sports entertained out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the rating portion. Yeah. This will be the rating section. So. Do you have a number in mind or do you have a rating? I do. All right. What do, what do you got? Um, I would say nine and a half or 10, possibly <clears throat> near perfect. 9.5, possibly 10. I, I, I don't know if it's a perfect movie. I, I think it might be. Yeah, I think it might be a perfect movie. Uh, <clears throat> the score, fucking awesome. Played in the appropriate times. I mean, shit. Every time Godzilla was uh, going strolling into town and causing havoc. Oh yeah, they had the that old school Godzilla theme, the burr, 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 like that Feral Monch song. Get the fuck up, burr, burr, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you see him to get get real menacing. But there's this other piece that's also, I think, part of the original score for Godzilla uh, when they put the plan into motion to put the Freon with the two ships and everything, they yeah. wrap it around them. Yeah, yeah. There's like this, I, I love this song. I think it's called like sweet three in, in the uh, Godzilla OST or the original soundtrack. It's like, bum, 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 bum. so there's kind of like, there's melancholy, but there's determination yeah, in and the hope score. in and hope. In the, and you're like, yeah. fuck yeah, they got the plan together. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to do this shit, but also Godzilla's like fucking them up and shit. And uh, yeah, the score was awesome. Everybody that was part of the supporting, there was not a char- a single character that was a waste. That there was screen yeah. time uh, wasted on a single character. Um, also, like the state of Japan, going from fighting a massive war war in World War Two uh, to basically becoming 
I don't know if they're pacifists, but they definitely don't want like there's there's a how do you phrase it? There's tension amongst the group to say that they don't want to risk getting involved with Godzilla because they don't want more casualties to be involved. Right. Yeah. But they're like, we got to do like this is it's all or nothing at this point. And uh, the family aspect in the movie as well, like the theme of family that. It doesn't have to be blood. It can be literally anybody because at, at this point, everybody has lost someone. Right. Yeah. And these people are forging a relationship together to take on this force of nature, which is kind of cool because Shikishima versus Godzilla is essentially Shikishima versus a god or right, like yeah. nature itself. And you get to see him conquer that. Yeah, and right. it, it, I thought that was awesome. Uh the change in perspective from life to death that there was more honor in death than there was in life or even just like the perspective the japanese had with kamikaze pilots that right, yeah and then to flip the script and say no there is just as much honor in life to carry on uh to live on for the people that have passed away because i mean again illustrated by noda the weapons engineer talking about how they threw away lives in this war like they didn't value human life right and then now everybody's coming kind of coming together and making that happen uh for the future of japan itself right yeah um what other things were notable i mean the the rome dude i did not expect to get so involved with even the romantic aspect like the subplot between uh shukashima and noriko because for all intents and purposes what i expected out of this godzilla movie was just him smashing shit wiping out an entire city and but the part where the humans come in was just as important to the fucking uh destruction that godzilla created i i'm like damn this is as complete of a godzilla movie as you can get so oh yeah um I, I give it a perfect score, near perfect score to perfect score. In addition to that, uh, whole cast was amazing. I mean, shit, you really feel it when when Shikishima is like trying to figure out if he's alive and his PTSD is kicking in. Nariko is like yeah. trying to console him. She's like scratching his back or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Akiko, the girl. I mean, for her being two years old and her saying like "daddy," she had like oh, yeah, she had like very. Uh, limited lines but they were very impactful oh like, yeah they were um, yeah I, I thought this movie was like a near perfect 9.5 to 10 out of 10 yeah okay uh i also the cinematography yeah man the, the, the honestly, scale the scale of god godzilla like the number of times you get to see him in different <sighs> different angles and perspectives also awesome. yeah and so i when i go see godzilla movies or kaiju movies or whatever. It's the Pacific Rim theory. You know, I want to see giant robots fighting giant fucking monsters or whatever, right? I want to see God. I want to see God deal blown shit up. That's what I go to those movies for. I don't go to those movies to have feelings or to be. What's the word I'm looking for? To care about the human element, yes. right? And that's one of the things I think that the reboots of the modern Godzillas, the American versions, that's where I think they fucked up. I think that's where they went astray. Is they didn't tell a compelling human story. And that part of the movie was just a waste for me. This movie, it made me fucking care about the human element and the human story. Just as much as I wanted to see Godzilla fucking blow shit up and kill things. Right. So between that, 
the cinematography, the score. Oh my God. The fucking cast, not not a single person was was gave a shitty per or a, or a phoned in or a half perform. Every performance uh. was fucking great. And I really think this movie should be fucking best picture fucking mm. material. It should be in there. Yeah. At the regular Academy Awards or whatever you want to call it, whatever the fuck they're going to use. Yes. And so for that reason, to me, this was a perfect, this was a 10 out of 10. This was the fucking best, not this wasn't the best God, just the best Godzilla movie that they've ever fucking made. This might be one of the best movies I've ever seen, mm. just in general. Oh, yeah. And if not, it might be the best movie I've ever fucking seen. Mm. I, I'm not, I, it's it's still fresh, so I haven't had time to run the gamut of my movies of like whether where this sits in it, but it's for sure at the top, towards the top of the list. Yeah, it's pretty fucking decent. <laughs> and I... I I hate I I love and I hate starting off with the first episode out of the gate giving a perfect fucking movie review. Yeah, but because it's like, oh well, we did it already. We ju- you just did it. So, but I, I, this is it's not like we're gonna be giving out ten out of tens. No, all the fucking time. I don't want people to think that that's what this is gonna turn it, into. It was coincidental. This just happened to be, and really, I do think it is. What's the word I'm looking for here? Fortuitous. That the first movie we happen to review happens to be an absolute perfect fucking banger of a movie. Oh, yeah. For us to do the first episode of this fucking podcast yeah. on. So. Can I, I also yeah. interject real yes, quickly? I want to give bonus points for the suspense oh, that man, it created. Yeah. And also the misdirections. Yeah. Uh, to not only swerve us on Noriko being alive. Yeah. And also uh, Shikishima. <laughs> possibly killing himself yeah i i did not see the shikishima thing i saw that coming because i that's i had thought that the pull and then oh and then that was the other thing they did show after he is revealed to be alive Mm. they showed taji what's his name uh tajibana telling him hey this is equipped with an ejector seat the button is up here you have to push the button and then you'll eject and everything will go from there yeah so i thought that was fucking really interesting but anyways, so with all that, yeah, perfect fucking 10 out of 10. Also, even some of the exposition scenes with uh, them talking about MacArthur. Like, oh, uh, yeah, those were, that was those were cool. They're like, we can't get involved with Japan because then they're, they're, uh, the Soviets are going to think that uh, that we're fucking escalating. Pressing, yeah, we're, pre- we're pressing on them. Um, and like the sighting of Godzilla itself with these black and white photos. Oh, yeah, man. Um, and even like the, the scenery to go from this repair island uh where you see you get to see godzilla in a more personal setting because it's just isolated to 10 people versus godzilla and then even the scale of the conflicts get bigger as he goes right yeah yeah dude just perfect escalation of every single situation godzilla getting more pissed off getting bigger um and even oh my god the formulation of the plan dude I feel like it was telegraphed with the fishes that he's like, yeah. I think that's what Noda saw. He's like, all right. I mean, I think I've already mentioned it, but yeah, right, Noda, yeah, yeah. Noda already putting piecing shit together. He's like, all right, the minesweepers uh, don't work, but maybe if we plant them in the mouth or like we yeah, get his exactly. insides uh, and then the ascension and deascension, like all the water pressure, if he can ascend like any other creature then he could possibly die because that and then plan z being fucking shikishima's plan to 
plant the fucking bomb. Yeah, yeah. Fucking really cool and top it, notch. And it reminds me of this uh, the movie that Fox Studios released or Searchlight. The Predator movie was it called Prey? Uh-huh. Like, because this is the plan that they formulate is so it's I don't want to say it's primitive, but compared to like other Godzilla movies where you see robots and yeah, and all like kinds of crazy shit happening. Yeah, like they're using primitive methodology basically to uh, I mean they're using mines. It's like how the fuck are they going to fight with the weaponry weapon weaponry of the time? Yeah. Like, how did they stand a chance? And they, they came up with, like, a really cool explanation of, yeah. explanation of how they're going to feed them. Both. And also, they were at a disadvantage because they didn't really have the modern weapons because they had been disarmed after World War II yeah. happened. So they really were going at it at a disadvantage from the beginning. And it's like, okay, well, we got to utilize the resources we have available to come up with this plan and something that we can do that, yeah, we can't blow them up because we don't have bombs anymore, but what are we going to do? How are we going to get rid of this asshole? So, <laughs> in, in addition to that... Again, with the characters, Tachibana for somebody that you thought was going to be discarded yeah. gets his redemption with building the fucking plane. Which right. Is really yeah. Cool. That was cool. Uh, so everybody finds redemption, gets what they want or for the people that are alive, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is mainly the main, yeah. the main cast. But um, yeah, dude, this movie was real bitching, dude. Real fucking bitching. And so, yeah, I, I'm excited. I can't wait to see the sequel because there's going to be one for sure. Like there's definitely going to be in a few years probably. But yeah, I, I can't wait to go see it. It's going to be awesome. So. All right. Anyways, I think this kind of concludes the review recap of Godzilla minus one. So now, I mean, we're going for around 45 minutes. So do you think this guy who directed the death and ramen thing? Yeah, I think it's Tiger G. Yeah. Does he does he have other shit that he's done? I don't think so. I think this, this is, is his first, first thing. Damn, that's crazy. All right. So should we? Do that now, or save it for, another or should episode. we save it for another episode that maybe doesn't carry us for this long? Because you were right, as you told me <coughs> earlier, Godzilla will carry and and carry carry it did because we only did like fifteen minutes about theater etiquette, so we got an hour and a half out of fucking Godzilla. Mm. So, do we yeah. tarnish? Do we tarnish uh, the perfect the, ten with the, fucking with with uh, like adding on another fifteen? Yeah, minutes? I don't know, man. I don't think we should. I think I, 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 I think, think we, we gotta leave it as is. Yeah, I think we blew our nut, and yeah. we just need to fucking we just need to bask in the post nut glow of Godzilla. Yeah. I, okay. I also want to add that I think if any, well, you're not gonna have the chance now because apparently this movie's being taken out of theaters as, as soon as tomorrow. That's true. But if you did have the chance, man. This is the movie you got to see in the theaters, man. You can't yeah. just sit at home and watch this. I don't think that because I, I mean, I'm going to buy it when it comes. I'm going to buy it on fucking Blu-ray probably just yeah. to have it because I want the physical disc. Yeah. And I'm going to watch it again, obviously. And I don't think the experience will be anywhere near as, as I mean, the movie's still going to be good, but the experience won't be as good sitting here in my home theater watching it, you know. It's got to You got to see. You got to see it in the movie theater. And I'm sure they'll. Since it was a limited run, I'm sure they'll probably bring it back again. Maybe. You know, in or like a you, few months, you could probably see it in one of those theaters that just. Uh, oh yeah, they just do movies. Like that movies, yeah. Are uh, two months out or two months after the fact they're released or three months. After. Yeah. Uh, if you can catch it that way, I mean, do yourself a favor and do it. So. Uh, oh yeah, yeah I I think this movie, perfect ten or near perfect ten, uh, to reiterate. Uh, Go fuck, go fucking see it. Yeah, go fucking see it. You're really, if you're a Godzilla, uh, sorry, excuse me. If you're a Godzilla fan or a kaiju fan in general, you would be fucking doing yourself a disservice by not seeing this fucking movie. 
and one other thing to note uh so before we saw the movie i i read something oh yeah what did you i thought i got spoilers for possibly other kaiju being, being in the, the movie, movie. And I'm glad it wasn't the case. I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad that this ended yeah. up just being Godzilla, Godzilla versus humanity. It. Yeah. Um. But I thought I saw, I thought I saw names mentioned thrown around like Mothra or some other shit. Uh, mixed in. I'm like, I'm, I'm glad that wasn't the fucking case. I'm glad it was just what the movie was. I didn't yeah. spoil anything for myself. And yeah, fuck, fuck this movie, dude. It's so fucking good. Yeah, it's so fucking good, man. So. Anyways, all right, well, fuck. Thanks for uh, sticking in this far if you're still around. And this is going to be probably a regular fucking thing. At least monthly. You know? No? I don't think so. I no? think it's probably going to be... Just going to be movies come out that are good. On a per movie basis. Yeah, you're probably right. So, as per good movies that we think... Well, movies that we think are going to be good come out. Or... Honestly, even if there's a movie that comes out that's so horribly bad, we might just go watch it just to fucking be able to talk shit about it. But, you know, whatever. Television series. Yeah, or television series as well. So this will this will be on a on a case by case basis. There we go. That's yeah. that's how this one will go. So but stay tuned because there will be for sure more fucking episodes in the future definitely. Yeah. And uh obviously, well, I you know, I made a little a little outro you know, things. So listen to that. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. I don't know. I think it's kind of funny and it, it has all the fucking shit that I normally say in it about go here and go there and do all that bullshit. So yeah, do it if you want. Um, uh, but anyways, at least stick around and listen to that portion of it. So, uh, with that, I guess we will fucking probably, uh, call this a day. So thanks for listening and, uh, tune in to whatever the next episode is going to be. And thank you again for listening. Regina minus one. Hey there, buddy. It's me, 1930s announcer guy. Here to congratulate you on making it through this episode. As our heroes are getting in their jalopies and riding off into the literal sunset, they wanted me to tell you thanks for listening to their radio broadcast, and should you be so kind as to follow them on some fancy-schmancy radio station publication called Instagram and TikTok at Game Range Magazine, and on some other thing called Twitter slash X at Game Range Mag. Also, they uh, wanted me to inform you and ask if you could be so kind again as to uh, visit something called the website at www.gameragemagazine.com. I don't know what that is, buddy, but uh, you should probably go do those things. And, you know, don't forget to tune in next time to the Game Rage Movies and TV Radio Broadcast.